He's an old head. Youngins are really starting to get on my damn nerves. He's a purveyor of nonsense. He's a Georgia high school coaching job influencer. His favorite Bible verse is Jesus wept. He's the man of constant sorrow, Chris Lamb. Sun Coaches Podcast, and we're here at the Nike Coach of the Year Clinic, day two in Orlando, Florida. And we're here right now with Moose Bingham from the greater Salt Lake City, Utah area. He came along. He's far, is what I told him. Um, he's uh, He runs Utah Preps uh, website. He also uh, owns War Room uh, Company. Yeah, we're a company. Company, organization, limited. LLC, LLC all the way, baby. Love go. it. Um, played at BYU and Snow College or Snow University. So I started at Utah, went down to BYU, got told I sucked, went down to Snow, and I blew my knee out, and that was the end of that. That happens. Yeah. I mean, injuries at, are a part of life. At times, it is. Uh, glad to have you today. Thanks for coming. And uh, I can't wait for you to tell us how you guys do it in Utah. <laughs> Well, we do it a little differently. You guys got the Sun Podcast out here. I affectionately call my podcast the Winter Podcast most days. <laughs> my wife's pretty mad at me right now because right when I got here, it started snowing, and it's about a foot of snow on our driveway, and I haven't quite bought a snowblower yet, so all y'all tuning in are super blessed to not have to deal with that malarkey. You can you can have all of that. <laughs> well, I'll take it. I'll ski down the slopes, and the nice thing is the Delta – airplane it comes here about three times a day so i find <laughs> ways to get to orlando as much as possible that's true so tell me about your playing time i mean what you you are a specialist i understand well i think Kicker. everyone's a specialist in some way shape or form <laughs> whether they're running backwards trying to stop a dn or throwing a ball to a big old receiver or tight end but growing up i always wanted to be a lineman my idol was jeff saturday and I was the biggest kid in my grade. I got to about fifth grade. I was playing center on the basketball team. I was a tackle on the football team. I was raring to go. And then everyone hit growth spurts, and the good Lord said, hey, you're perfect the way you are. <laughs> and so I stayed the height I am. Got to about high school, and I looked around. Our line was about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six across the board. And I am all of five foot ten, is what I tell people, but I'm not quite that tall anyways. But... Ended up seeing that you could play kicker, and I had a soccer background. Ended up getting going to Utah after that because I had a really good high school career. Ended up being the all-time points leader in the state of Utah, field goal record holder. Had a bunch of game winners and stuff like that. And before I headed to Utah, I actually did a LDS mission and came out to Orlando and got called to come out here, and I was like, no snow, let's go! Hooray! <laughs> so I lived in uh, Harmony, DeLand, DeBerry. I lived on OBT. That was a little scary for me, being a little Caucasian kid from Utah. I was like, I am not used to these hookers and all the blow that's going around here. I'm used to a snowblower, but not the kind of blow that's going on that I'm used to. <laughs> saw some people get stabbed and saw a lot of interesting, fun things in Florida, and that was my introduction to this beautiful state. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. I could bring you up to Georgia with me. We'll go hang out in ATL and get let you get a little bit of the A. Because uh, it's all all about it in the A. So tell me about uh, your Utah Preps um, website that you got, how that came about, and 
what you do with that. So it's a podcast. After I was done playing, I actually am an idiot. And so I went from BYU, Utah to Snow College. And at Snow College, I had a game-winning 51-yard field goal that sent us to a bowl game for junior college. And I was so excited that I found one of my teammates. And I was like, side bump, let's go. Let's get going. And he took that very seriously, launched me about 10 feet in the air. I came down and I completely blew out my knee. I tore my ACL, MCL, two meniscus, dented my femur. All the cartilage in my bone was gone. And that was the end of my career. So after that, you kind of got to decide. You're like, hey, football isn't really an option anymore. I wasn't too good at it anyways, but what can I do? So I ended up at um, BYU, Kalani Satake. He was a coach for me at Utah. He's like, Moose, you never shut up, and you seem to be good around players and people, so I want you to coach our kickers, punters, and snappers and be the on-campus recruiting coordinator. So while doing that, I met with a bunch of different people heavily involved in the recruiting game, and I was like, this is so fun, rating players, understanding what college coaches are looking for, because each college coach looks for something a little different, and you'll see that in Florida where some coaches show up, and they're like, I got to find a dude that runs a 4-3 you're like, well, they exist here. They don't exist in Utah. We've got some big old Polynesians. We've got some big old linemen, but no one running that fast. But in college, you're going to see a lot of different things, a lot of different thought processes. So I sat down, and during college, I just studied what coaches look for, what they do, and met with coaches from all over the country, and it was really fun. And that was actually the beginning of the Utah Preps podcast where I was like, hey, these kids don't know what coaches are looking for. They see their friends that are like, hey, that kid's a baller. Why is he a baller? What's going on? So I decided to create the Utah Preps podcast, and I actually created a rating system that's based off of what Ed Manowitz at Alabama used. And so I would be like, hey, you're good because of these 10 factors or these 12 factors, or you suck because of these 10 factors (laughs) and these 12 factors. And so I made a couple friends and a lot of enemies real quick. But at the end of the day, we found out that my rating system was pretty good and it allowed kids to understand and parents that their kid sucks and they married the wrong person. Yeah, I mean, it, that happens. I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I married well, but not athletically. I know. Financially, I married extremely well. <laughs> From an athletic standpoint, uh, my, my son, he's not. He got her genes athletically. That's <laughs> what I'd say anyway. Well, I've found you can marry more money in a minute than you can make in a lifetime. That's fact. Yeah, absolutely. So you young men that haven't quite found that lifelong soulmate, make sure that she's got a couple, six, seven, eight zeros in the bank account before you say I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling my son, I'm, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling for a, um, you know, a horribly unfortunate looking young lady from South Georgia that's daddy has a lot of land. <laughs> him and his, me and his mama will be just fine with that. Yeah, both me and my wife, we decided that we're like, hey, we're going to love each other, and hopefully we figure it out so (laughs) our ugly children can find someone that's athletically inclined. (laughs) So you got this rating system, and you've done this, and how long long has your podcast been going? Like, How many years have you had this going on? So this will be year four. I'm kind of in my off-season taking a little break, but we'll start doing interviews coming up. What's cool about Utah is it's kind of a tech capital. And so we have kids moving in each and every week. So we just had a kid, Bear Tenney, that went in there. He's a five-star tight end. We get lots of tight ends, lots of quarterbacks, lots of different people. But 
it's kind of interesting because in Florida, like winning a state title here is amazing. Like seven, a all have kids that I talk to and they're like, we were the best player in our district and our whatever. And I'm like, you would have been a state champion in Utah. The football here is very different. And the coaches are amazing here too, because the coaches don't get paid much. We need to talk to them about it. You were just talking about how you're from Georgia and you're like, we do good out there. And I'm like, they don't do good in Florida. We got to help these guys out no, some they way, don't. some I, shape, some I'm, form. This is my second year down here at these clinics. And when I listen to these coaches talk about what they get paid, the head coaching supplement that they get paid to be a head coach, I wouldn't be an assistant. I wouldn't be a position coach for what they get paid to be the head coach. And I'm not trying to be any kind of way. It's just the way it is. I now understand why these guys jump from Florida and they come to Georgia to be head coaches or or whatever. They're going to get paid more in state-based salary. They're going to get paid a heap more to actually coach. And you start talking to them about extended days and, you know, extended contracts, things like that, and they look at you like you're making this stuff up. And so, you know, where the sun came from, the you not is like that's where the sun part of the podcast came from because – you know, kid you not, that's that happens, and you have to tell them that, that. You know, and you're right. I don't see how it's uh, tenable that, and sustainable that they do that. You know, and then they're talking about bringing NIL here for high school kids. So let me get it straight: you're going to pay a kid to play a high school game more than you're playing the coach, paying the coach to coach the child. Uh, not no. Yeah, well, it's. NIL is a very interesting thing that's been happening a lot. The other thing that pops up with NIL is we've seen, like, these kind of high school collectives that pop up. Yeah, we have them in Georgia. That try to collect kids and represent them on the back end when they go and get their checks and get their 10 20 30% or whatever out of the kids' NIL. Yeah. And so that's been a really interesting thing that's popped up because there's always been street agents. Oh, yeah. But Ain't no doubt. Now there's certified street agents at this point where right. – they're in coaches' meetings saying, hey, our kids deserve this and this, and if you want this kid, you better pay this kid this. And you're like, goodness gracious, this high school coach is making three grand and the kid's making 300 or $3 million. And you're just like, how cool for the kid, for sure, but we need to take care of the population in this state and other states. I mean, Georgia does a great job. Texas does a phenomenal job. But there's other states where you're just like, hey – you're sending 10, 20 kids D1, and your coach is sitting there begging on the side of the road and trying to get money from McDonald's at the end of the day. Right. No doubt. No doubt. I just don't I, – I just don't understand how that works. But back to your, your rating thing has me intrigued because mm -hmm. as a near 30-year coaching guy in the state of Georgia, teacher and coach – and now, you know, the Twitterverse and kids out there huddle, all this other stuff. You know, I, I was talking to one of the Toledo coaches the other day. I said, listen, don't take this the wrong way. But we got more um, college talent in the state of Georgia than just in Atlanta. Because mm -hmm. it used to be, in the old days, um, college coaches would work. And they would come and they'd hustle. Mm -hmm. and, and they'd get in a car, and they'd come down past Atlanta on I-75, and they'd hustle, and they'd go, well, who's somebody you've seen? Who's somebody that's good? Who, well, now they can they, – they rely too much on you saying this guy is a five-star. This guy's – and they're missing kids way that can play. Mm -hmm. 
that can – if you draw a line from Macon, Georgia, straight across till you run into the Mississippi River and don't stop till you hit Cuba, it's the SEC of high school football. I mean, let's be real. We got creatures, and they'll qualify, and they can run, and they can play, and they can jump and skip and throw and catch and everything else that you're looking for. But if they're not in those, they're not on – you know, whatever, rating system, and they're not this, they don't have this huddle film. Some of them kids don't have a phone. Yeah. You know, they're going to qualify. They're not unintelligent. They're just poor. Yeah. But used to, they'd ride around and look for those kids. Now, not so much. So, yeah. it's weird. It's hard, to, it's hard to try to get those people out. Well, he assured me that, hey, man, I, all right, tell me where they're at. And I'm like, look, I'll tell you where they're at. I've been doing this a long time. What are y'all going to do, not hire me? I mean, I don't give a crap. I mean, what what are you going to do, not hire me? Oh, 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 no. You know, the University of Ukibuki University, they're not going to hire me. I don't care. Yeah. What do I care? I'm about to retire anyway. You know, they can't pay me enough money to do what these guys have to put up with at the college level. They don't know what player's going to be there next week anyway. So they've got a lot of crap they've got to deal with. So, I mean, it's just – it's getting to where I don't even know if I want to be a part of the game anymore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just – it's a lot. But, I mean, that's just me. I'm at a part – I'm at a place in my life where and I, I don't know how they do it. But it's, it's good that you have this. Yeah. It's good that I have the rating system. So, on the back end, what I do, I own a company called War Room. So, War Room – it's a CRM and it manages recruiting for coaches. And we work with USC, Alabama, Michigan, Washington, Texas A&M, schools all over. And that was one of my babies in there. But that system has allowed me to talk with these college coaches because I've had similar questions with you, like you, where I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? What's happening with this? So in 2008, Nick Saban, Ed, he hired Ed Manowitz, and he was the first kind of general manager, director of player personnel in the entire country. So these college coaches didn't have to go in and do the dirty work anymore. They have systems. I mean, I was talking to FAU's DPP today, and he's like, well, we've got 20 student assistants. We've got this. We've got this. We've got that. And it's enabled college coaches to become slightly lazier. Because they're just told where to go and what to do. Right. And because of that, they'll look at rating systems and be like, hey, there's this five-star, there's this, this, this. And they're skipping over schools. And it's honestly a gosh darn tragedy because it puts more pressure on the high school coaches to have relationships with the college coaches so that they can get their kids out there. If you're a high school coach and you're not advocating for your kids, there's going to be situations where your kids will not be recruited and that's a gosh darn shame at this point that we're putting more pressure on these high school coaches, paying them less because on top of all that, they have to do seven on sevens and all that as well. But there are solutions. Getting Twitter out there and as a high school coach, using Twitter to advocate for your kids and tagging these college coaches forces their hands to come in and see your kids. And that's the solution for it. Even if the kid doesn't have social media or a phone, it's now your responsibility as a coach to have that media presence to help your kids out, as sad as that is. I mean, I was talking to a coach today. He's like, when I was at this school, we had 12 kids go D1, and now they've got three, two guys each year, if that. And these kids, they really trust you not just with their athletic playing career, but really their life. 
because of what you guys do on a day in and day out basis. And it's, it's unfortunate that we're putting all this pressure on these coaches without the compensation, but it's exciting at the same point where you can be the difference in a kid's life as well. Well, the, you know, I'm not so overly concerned about the, the division one, the FCS, the P five, you know, those guys coming, getting in the car and driving down the road. The, the ones that really tickle me are the D2, D3, NAIA guys that come through there and start t- telling us what they're looking for. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, what you're looking for? And you're at Ookie uh, University or Ookie State College and Southeastern Directional School of Wayward Children. What you might need to do is go get that kid from there and that kid from there and that kid from there because they're not going to the SEC. They're not going to the Big 12. They're not, they're not going P, Power 5, G5. They're not going to any one of those. But if I were you, I would live in this corridor right here, and I'd go get the Roy's, yep. the rest of y'all. <laughs> I'd back up the Roy bus, and I'd load it up, and I'd win my conference every freaking year with a bunch of Roy's. And if them Roy's left and they went on to greener pastures, guess what? There's plenty of them. It's a freaking moccasin nest down here. Just rattle it around, load them up, keep going. They ain't going to run out of them. No, and the transfer portal, everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to go to this school and then transfer up and figure it all out. In all reality, most of these kids, unless you're an all-conference, all-American player at a lower division, you're not going up. There's only (laughs) – I was looking at the numbers. It's like 12% of guys go up a division. Right. Most guys are staying put or they're going down a division. And so when COVID, these COVID kids are done, you're going to see a mass influx of high school kids and you're going to see the transfer portal being used less. We just happen to deal with the NCAA where their philosophy is ready, shoot, aim in anything if someone's like, hey, I'm going to bring a lawsuit up. So they did that with IAWP because of the South where people were hiring kids' uncles and paying them X amount of money so that the kid ends up at that school or daddy's or whatever. And they did that with COVID and the transfer portal because all these COVID kids getting that fifth year, they're graduating, they're going in. And if I'm a college coach and I know that the numbers say I've got 3.1 years to have my job and if I'm an assistant coach and I've got 1.9 years to be successful – I've got to bring in transfer portal kids and win right now. And it's a hard thing to do. And we're seeing coaches like Chip Kelly is like, I'm out. I can't handle this anymore. I actually want to coach football. I don't want to do all this crap on the back end. And that's one of the reasons I started War Room to help coaches with that. You don't have to worry about equipment management. We can take care of that for you. You don't have to worry about communications or scheduling or anything like that. We'll take care of it for you at War Room. And that's why I'm like, let's actually get these coaches doing what they want to do. And that's coach. Because that's where you're going to make an impact on kids' lives. That's where you're going to help those kids get to Ookie State and make sure that they're living the right life and getting that degree. So when they come back home, they're the general manager at McDonald's instead of the regular floor worker. Right. Moose, I've enjoyed having you on here. Your perspective and what you just, I mean, I didn't have any idea about any of that. You want to put out your, how people can pick up your stuff and get in touch with you? Yeah, just 
come on over. I'm pretty active on Twitter, just at MooseB90. That was, that's how you get a hold of me. Um, PrepWarRoom.com. We also have a recruiting platform for parents called um, RecruitingForParents.com that helps parents understand the recruiting process that has a rating system in there so they can understand why their kid sucks and why they married the wrong person. And we can help them out in that way, shape, and form as well. So you don't have to tell them how bad their kid is, and they can still suit up and ride the pine like all their other friends as well. Well, I can't wait to see uh, Grayson Randall Lamb on there uh, year after next <laughs> when he's going into his senior year. I, I hope he's uh, way at the top of that he sucks list. <laughs> um, I'll be waiting with bated breath to find my youngin' on there. Again, thank you for being on, and uh, can't wait to talk to you again. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Have a great one. <laughs>